Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He spends all of his fall and winter at Arrowhead. In Arrowhead, Jiha, Kiha, wherever stays. <laughs> and is plugged into the Chiefs like no one else. I'm just letting everybody know, Vince thinks he's a star. It's 4 o'clock on Friday, and Nate Taylor from The Athletic joins Dot on the drive. Nate Taylor walked in. I was like, Nate, how you doing, man? He said, I'm here. You know what, man? That's a mood that I appreciate. I'm here too, man. Yeah, man. How you doing, man? It's good to see you. You look very equipped for the weather outside today. Like, I'm you trying. Look, you look like this was purposeful. Like you oh, looked for outside sure. and saw the snow and was I'm like, disgusted. I gotta go out there to talk football. <laughs> I don't want to do this, man. I'm tired of talking about football. I'm disgusted. Uh, so for our uh, listeners, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in some nice joggers, snow boots. Uh, flannel and a and a and a black vest. So you know, I'm I'm here. I'm trying to stay warm. I didn't want to put my big coat on. I understand that. I was like, no, no. Uh, that's right. It is February. Uh, <laughs> that, that's uh, that's what I did this morning. I was like, that's right. It is February. But now I took the boy to school. Um, you know. But yeah, man, I'm here. Uh, yeah, you know. Just, just happy to see you as well. Um, obviously, listen to you guys a lot on Wednesday and and yesterday, um, and you know, trying to get into a, a a little bit of normalcy, you know, day by day. It is funny. I don't think I've asked anybody this. We didn't have a guest on Monday. Uh-huh. On Tuesday, we had the stadium information. That's so right. it was all baseball stuff. Right. I mean, that press conference from the Royals seems like it was two weeks ago. <laughs> seems like it was two weeks ago. Right. You were the first person I've asked this question to. How was the Super Bowl? Oh, the Super Bowl was was like fantastic. The the game was uh, thrilling. I didn't have overtime. I saw somebody say who was there. I think Jonathan Jones. You know him. Yeah. With CBS Sports. Uh-huh. I saw him say is, hey, I've been fortunate enough to go to a lot of these. This feels like a major event. Yeah. Just in Vegas with all the celebrities that were there. Mm-hmm. The dome. It's enclosed. I saw that. I was you, you've been to multiple Super Bowls. Was right. This one different than other ones. Yeah, this one. This one was a lot of fun. I mean, they told certain. They told the reporters, "Hey, man, don't, don't take photos of Taylor Swift when she's trying to come in the building." But we were like, "Have you been here all season?" Uh, like the Usher performance. Like, I haven't really thought a, a ton about that, but that was that was really fun. Um, that was thirty two minutes of just having a blast. Uh, you know, the game itself got off slow, which I understood. I thought it was going to be a low scoring game, um, and then obviously to watch. The Chiefs make every um, really to make every play in the fourth quarter in overtime to win was was pretty 
was pretty impressive when you consider just how talented San Francisco is and the fact that, like, Brock Purdy didn't really give you a lot of mistakes, you know? Um, he didn't, like, rise above all the obstacles, but he didn't do anything, like, bad or terrible. I actually thought he played pretty well. And then on the other side, you're just watching the greatest quarterback any of us have ever seen. And, all right, man, it's uh, first and 10 from the 25 to win the Super Bowl. And he said, great, there will be no incompletions on this drive. And that that's the stat that kind of blows my mind is, like, they know you have four downs. You know it's overtime. Uh, Fred Warner's played really well today. Nick Bosa's kind of been around the football throughout. And it doesn't matter what play they do. Uh, cover two. Uh, cover zero blitzes, a little bit of man coverage. It don't matter. He's just going to complete every pass and uh, not have an incompletion in the most important drive perhaps of his career, let alone the season. Um, and so for them to win that way was really um, – it, it shouldn't be surprising, but it was still surprising to me because, like you said, we, we know the stakes of this, and this feels like a pretty massive moment for both teams. And it's not every year that, like, hey, we get an extra quarter out of this. That was a cool thing, too. It was mm-hmm. like, dang, it's the last game of the season. I'm already sad. And then I look up, and I'm like, both teams are going to get the ball. And, like, we're going to get, like, an extra 10 to 15 minutes of football. And we did. We basically got 15 free minutes. So um, that was really cool. And I was glad that, like, no one got hurt because they had to play in the in, in overtime. Like, no one had a serious injury out of regulation, but no, it was, it was a great experience. And, um, yes, yeah, the Super Bowl I won't forget just because, um, there were so many memorable moments and for all of its glitz and all of its glamor and the fact that it does not turn off, like Vegas had no issues putting that game on, had no issues with security. Um, people had a hell of a time. Like, I don't think there wasn't that many sad Niner fans. I mean, like, obviously you want your team to win, but people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm in, I'm in Las Vegas. I can go I can go do whatever I want now. So it was um, it was a great Super Bowl, and, and Vegas, you know, I'm, I'm sure is going to get it every four to five years now moving forward. There's so many questions I could ask you. I guess the first question is, did you know the overtime rules? Yes. Because that would, that would put yes. you in a rarity. Because that puts you ahead of anybody on San Francisco's team. You knew the overtime rules. I knew the overtime rules. Right. You knew the overtime rules. How in the world does Kyle Juszczyk not know the overtime right. rules? How does Eric Armstead not, not know, know the overtime rules? And then say it out loud. No, no, baby, no. You ain't got to do that. Although I appreciate the honesty. Um, so I was sitting in the press box, obviously. Um, to my left was Adam Teicher of ESPN. Uh, to my right was... Um, Blair Kirkhoff, Jesse Newell, Sam McDowell, and, and Vahe Gregarian of the Kansas City Star. And I turned to I turned to Sam and I said, does Kyle Shanahan not watch college football? Why is he taking <laughs> the ball first? And, and McDowell was like, he was kind of like, like flabbergasted. He was like, I don't know. And yeah, man. Um, I I knew the I knew the overtime rules just because I remember. All the, you know, I was at the owners' meetings when yeah. they changed the rules, right? So I remember how, you know, I like anytime I think of the owners' meetings, I'm like, I remember when Sean Payton was basically like on his knees begging other billionaires to like change the pass interference rules after the debacle with the Niners, or excuse me, with the Rams and the and the Saints. And the other thing I remember is how Jerry Jones was like, well, you know, I think for TV dollars, 
more ad revenue, both teams get the ball. And I'm like, okay, okay, Jerry. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, so I did know the rule. Um, and it was crazy that, like, we hadn't really seen it until the biggest game of the year, like, several years after they made that rule. Um, so, yeah, uh, I thought, I can't remember, was it Bill Vinovich who was like, both teams will possess the ball, da-da-da-da, unless defensive team scores. And you're like, okay. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, NFL Films even caught Patrick kind of going like, like, what? Um, so, yeah, I guess Kyle Shanahan doesn't watch doesn't watch any college football games because anybody who watches college football on Saturdays understands that you never want the ball first. And that was the thing that was like, I don't know now if, like, you know, we have so many more avenues to disagree with one another. Uh-huh. But I'm hearing people say, you got to get ready for the third possession. What? Hold on. There are the two third days. possession? That's what, that's what Kyle Shanahan argued. I can play the audio for you. I'll play the audio. That's what Kyle Shanahan said. What are we talking about? Rob, let me about? find this real quick. Hold on. This is Kyle Shanahan is arguing that it gave them the advantage for the third possession. Listen to this. How? You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold until at least a field goal, and if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. Oh, my god! The argument makes no sense to me Dear for this Lord, reason. Dear Lord, what are we doing? It makes, And I'm saying is people have been arguing this since then. How? There are two portions of overtime. Correct. There is the portion in which both of you get the ball yep. and then the sudden death portion. Yes. You cannot win the game if you take the ball first and score first. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to win the game. Yes. You can win the game if you get the ball second. Uh-huh. You can win the game. Which we saw. Yes. So why are you concerned about with the, not, the third? Not winning it in the first portion of overtime, but having the advantage in the portion of overtime that is not guaranteed. The logic makes absolutely no sense to me. And the and from an analytics standpoint, it's like you're not guaranteed that third possession, yeah. Kyle. That's the did the analytics tell did the department tell you about that? You're not guaranteed like if you were guaranteed to get the third possession, That's okay. Then, then we have a discussion to be had. But you're not guaranteed to get the third unless you punt, they punt. Field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, whatever. I get it, but like you're not guaranteed that. You're only guaranteed one possession. That's the only change they made in the rule book. Is that okay, in the postseason because somebody's season's going to end after this game, both teams should at least get the ball because Josh Allen had one of the most remarkable games that we've ever seen. And he didn't get to touch the ball in the divisional round in the 2021 playoffs. Okay, I understand that. Secondly, And the thing that I came back to, and I wrote it in The Athletic, is they gave the best quarterback on earth four downs instead of the conventional three. Or, and the thing that I think more people should talk about that actually upsets me, even though I don't cover the 49ers, even though, you know, obviously my job is to be objective, but in terms of, like, competitive championship football, if you're trying to get to the third possession, right, because that guarantees you the chance to have the ball in sudden death, then you need to treat the first possession like it's the most important possession of the game at that point in time. So if you call a point on third and four from the nine-yard line and it don't work, cool. You have another down. We know if you score a touchdown – 
that puts all the onus on the Chiefs to match you in, for a touchdown, right? And then, of course, they can make the decision if they want to go for two or not, yada, yada. Why, why is no one complaining about this man not going for it on fourth and four from the nine-yard line when you have Brendan Ayu, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and I know he's banged up, but he still exists. It's, it's George Kittle. And, oh, by the way, your MVP player in that game was Dewan Jennings, and um, he was actually open on third and four. That's neither here nor there. Obviously, the protection was the issue. But why aren't you going for it on fourth and four so that you can ensure yourself you have a greater chance of getting the third possession? Kicking a field goal is just like, eh. I mean, it's cool. Okay, we at least have to make them go to, like, our 40-yard line to get into, like, field goal range for Harrison Bucker. But if you're not going to – if you're not going to have all the information as the team possessing the ball second, like the Chiefs, then you have to be ultra, ultra aggressive on the first possession so that you maximize that just as much as Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Matt Nagy will have four downs to maximize their possession. So, um, yeah, it don't make sense. And, again, I think I think the one issue Kyle Shanahan made wrong is if you're going to take the ball first, we got to score a touchdown. Nope, like There's no in-between here. There's no, oh, we'll just settle for a short field goal because maybe we'll hold them to a field goal. Well, as you said, Carrington, the team who possesses the ball second can win the game. So go for it on fourth and four from the nine-yard line because didn't you just go for it on fourth and three deep in the Chiefs' territory in the fourth quarter to get your last touchdown? Sometimes it takes four downs to beat a really, really good defense. And for him to just be like, no, come off the field, Brock. All right, you didn't take a sack. You didn't take a negative play, but like I'm not going to give you another down to try to help us win the game. I just thought that was poor coaching on his part. Right now, we're talking to Nate Taylor of The Athletic joining us in studio. You've had the opportunity to see all of Patrick Mahomes' moments in person. Mm-hmm. Where would you put this one? Where does this one rank? Because as I'm sitting there watching it, I felt like I was watching Tom Brady. Ooh. Like I remember, and you remember it. Yep. The twenty-eight to three, and just how surgical it was, yeah. and how Tom at that point said, "I am the greatest quarterback of all time, and we are not losing today. Like right. I am going to do whatever it takes to make sure that that we win this game." Mm. At some point next football season, I will ask you about another team's quarterback. It'll be <laughs> C.J. Stroud. <laughs> I will ask you, hey, Houston has the ball first and ten after a touchback. And they got two timeouts with a minute 45. Do you think Houston scores a touchdown? You're going to be like, ah, I don't You're going to go back and forth. It's going to be tough. I just saw Patrick Mahomes in that scenario two separate times in the Super Bowl. Yes. I actually think that they could have scored a touchdown in regulation. I actually think that Andy mishandled the end of the game. I know they won. <laughs> but in that scenario, there's no reason for you to take a timeout with you to overtime. Right. You could have called that timeout earlier, earlier in, in, the, in that drive. In the drive, and, and yes. And gave yourself some time to score a touchdown. Doesn't matter. They won. Right. And then you are faced with the exact same. Hey, if you don't get points here on this drive, your season is over. And he went down the field against a very good, very capable defense that played well Mm -hmm. and did it again and (laughs) made it look easy. Where does that rank with what you've seen him do? Also, uh, Kyle Shanahan, you ain't got to fire him, dog. You ain't got to fire Steve Wilkes like that. I mean, he couldn't even make it through the weekend. It's not, it's not, come on, man. Like, they gave up 19 points in, in regulation. You 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 be you supposed to be the one to score twenty for us, okay? Steve Wilkes had held Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and everybody else to nineteen points. Coming off the idea that the special teams kind of screwed up Steve Wilkes because he was actually playing a uh, calling a very good game. But yes, to your question, Carrington, 
it felt very Joe Montana-like to a certain degree just because everything felt in his control. And then it felt very Tom Brady-like when he tells, when he already understands, hey, Nick Bosa been playing this way all game, and we're going to set him up twice to, to beat him. Like, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe we, I'm sure Steve Wilkes told Nick Bosa, hey, man, might want to watch the ball. <laughs> might want to understand how to rush for the certain down and distance. It's fourth and inches. Um, sure, we'd love it if you got outfield, but we actually just need to control the line of scrimmage um, and make it difficult. Why is he running right by you? Um, have you never seen a, an RPO, son? Have you never seen a naked? Have you never seen anything on the edge? Didn't they just do that to us last year when D'Amico Ryans was the defensive coordinator? So in the way of Tom Brady, it's like you're using the other team's best player actually against them. Um, and so the the naked to get fourth and inches and get eight yards out of it before anybody touches him is, is crazy. But that's all based on, hey, the quarterback knows how to manipulate their best defender. And then play caller and quarterback to end the entire season says, oh, it's all dependent on what Nick Bosa does. If Nick Bosa obviously, you know, rushes upfield, then we're going to pitch it to Jerick McKinnon. If you're going to crash down like he has been the entire game, he showed us no different pass rushing move, then we're just going to go right by him again and throw to a wide open McCall Hartman because Traverius Ward has to take Travis Kelsey. I mean, he has to. He's out leveraged. Um, I just thought it was I, I thought it was a beautiful blend of Mahomes understanding how to use his legs in a way that is so different from like Joe Montana or Tom Brady, but yet mentally he got to a point where, like Joe Montana, I know the West Coast offense in and out. I know how to make all the right checks. I know where everybody's supposed to be. My accuracy is going to be on point with my timing, with my drop back. And then from a Tom Brady standpoint, um, I'm going to actually use all your advantages against you mentally. Um, before the ball's ever snapped, and then I'm going to make you look foolish, and it's going to make yourself feel even worse when you watch yourself on tape because I just dismantled you guys in the most efficient, smooth manner possible. And, oh, by the way, like, there are no incompletions on this. There are no mistakes. Like, I can't remember. I think the drive was 13 plays, Carrington. I'll look back here in a minute. It's 13 plays in the fourth or in overtime, not a, a single negative play, other than Marquez Valdez can't win. But from Patrick Mahomes, there's no mistake on any of the 13 plays. And, yeah, that's the reason they won the Super Bowl is because um, all those poor decisions led Mahomes to have that chance. And then if you give him that chance, he has proven time and time again, if he's healthy and if he can carry everybody else with him, he will, he will, he will defeat you. Right now, we're talking to Nate Taylor in studio. I'm going to be the only person to ever ask you this question. I feel really good. Like, you're going to be asked thousands of questions in Ooh. your life, millions of questions. How many points do you think McCole Hardman scores today in the celebrity all-star game? <laughs> How many points do you think he scores today? Uh, do they play four quarters in this nonsense? I think they do, oh, actually. Holy smokes. I think it might actually be four eight-minute quarters like a high school basketball yeah. game. Yeah. Rob, look up the rules really quickly here so we can <laughs> have the, this information. For the celebrity How, challenge so, or whatever. So he, so he was a late addition. I forgot. Yes. So somebody got injured. Yes. They twisted their ankle. They have now added Super Bowl <laughs> hero McCole Hardman yep. to the game. How many points do you think McCole scored today? 
give us give us a good nine, McCole. <laughs> give us a good nine. nine, okay? <laughs> like one one jumper, a couple layups. Do they do free throws? Do yeah, they, they do oh, basketball. Give us a couple foul shots. I got the rules here. It is four, eight, ten minute quarters. Ten me. minute. Whoa. This is so this, this is like a women's Ooh, basketball, basketball game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There is overtime if it's so needed. Oh, and God. there is in 2018, <laughs> they added a special four point decal. You can get four points the by ruffles, making the ruffles yeah. from 2K. You know, now, that's how they play on 2K. Now we know. A lot of the guys, especially the skill position guys, love to play basketball in the Chiefs locker room. You know McCole's going to take one of those designated four-point shots. You just know it. Um, he might airball it, but hey, I I I, I appreciate his confidence. No, nah, man, just give us a just give us a healthy nine, a healthy nine points in in a forty-minute celebrity basketball game where no one knows what the other person's doing on the court. I have never in my life been more excited to watch McCole Hardman <laughs> and Jennifer Hudson play basketball like what? I am today. He's a Rob. He's Jennifer, on Jennifer okay. Hudson's I got to look at these rosters. Yeah, you Whoa. Look at the team. Yeah. <laughs> he also has so he's on the same team as, as uh, Metal World Peace and also CJ Stroud. They're on the same team together. Okay, CJ is obviously the point guard. Let him let him Oh, CJ Stroud is not passing to a soul. Well, he let him let him passing. direct the traffic. Hey, he can give you some layups. Wow, Natasha Cloud. I don't know who probably 70% of these people Adam are. Adam Blackstone? <laughs> what? I love that Little Wayne's a coach. Yeah, Incredible. Incredible. Little Wayne is probably why McCole Harder got in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, who can we get? Oh, uh, Jennifer Hudson. Can we get her off from like the elbow from like 15 footers? Ugh. Um, shout out to Sir. Love his music. Um, did know, I mean, I, I did kind of know he plays basketball. Sir might actually be fun to watch. I'm excited for this game. I'm looking at the other team. Puka Nakua. Oh, Puka Nakua is getting buckets. I actually, I actually think Team Shannon's a little better than Team Yeah. Steven, now that I'm looking at it, they got Puka Nakua and Micah Parsons on this team. Yeah. I, you know what? These are like, real athletes, I guys. I like Micah Parsons to win MVP. <laughs> I like, I like Micah Parsons to uh, yeah. win MVP. In uh, I, I've never. Hold on. Uh, now I may be aging myself. Who is Walker Hayes? Rob, how many points do you That's think? That's the Applebee's song guy. What? Who is he? <laughs> Who is this guy? Walker Hayes sings the Applebee's song. No sh- Fancy like Applebee's <laughs> on a date night? What? Oh, but you know what? I've changed Can, my MVP hey, pick. Walker Hayes. Put Walker Hayes in the corner and let him just raise on oh, everybody. You know Walker Hayes is a great <laughs> shooter. 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 You got to be in the corner. Shooter. I ain't never seen him shoot a basketball. I know he can shoot. Fancy like Applebee's on a oh, date no. night. That's why I never heard this man's name because I'm just like, yeah, I just my wife just sings along with the tune and I'm just like, oh, yeah, good for him. Oh, man. He got on an Applebee's commercial. Now he's in the all-star celebrity game. We can bet on this, Rob. I can I can bet offshore. real American currency. Offshore. Offshore. It's offshore, yeah. I it's not. It's not. It's not. I can't pick up FanDuel and I no. can't bet on who the MVP is going to be for the celebrity. Not on FanDuel, no. Is oh, it? my goodness. How can I bet on the dunk contest and the three-point? contest i can't bet on kai Sinet. that's who i want to bet on i mean i would i would oh okay there is well i guess this was from a few days ago in preparation i was like have i ever seen jennifer hudson hold a basketball <laughs> google tells me it was a few days ago all she got to do is score one time in this game i don't need her to do a whole lot can we get a jennifer I love, hudson I love, layup I love, today oh of course i loved like a little putback yeah uh, that's I, all we need i love jennifer hudson but we don't i mean i've never seen this woman hold a basketball until Today. I can't wait to watch her play. I really can't. It sounds I mean, so fun. It's so funny to go from like 
hey, did y'all see what Caitlin Clark did last night too? Um, yeah, now we're gonna have these celebrities play basketball in, in basically the same uh, format, in oh, the same playing. game context. Oh goodness, they're playing at the football stadium. Oh, yes, there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of missed jumpers. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of missed jumpers saying, at Lucas you're, Oil. You're saying the uh, the depth perception may be off. It's gonna be real bad. I, you know, put me now for over under one and a half air balls from McCall Hardman. Do me do me do me nice, McCall. Give us give us just a solid nine points in a celebrity basketball game. Coming up on the other side, let's transition to the offseason a little bit. The Chutes have two major decisions. They have a decision with Legereus Knee. They also have a decision with Chris Jones. I'm wondering how you think the Chiefs are going to play the offseason. We got Nate Taylor in studio. Keep right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kansas City, it's George Carlotta's. And you're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We got Nate Taylor here. Coming to Chiefs for the Athletic. All right, let's, these, I think these two situations, our scenarios are, are different. So let's talk about Legereus Need first because he certainly had, he had the comments I would expect for a mid-round draft pick to have as you are entering free agency. So he went on with Kay Adams. Mm-hmm. Who, I don't know if you've seen Kay Adams in person. Got a chance to see her on Radio Row. Oh, you did. As advertised. Dang. That's all I'm going to say is as advertised mm. with Kay Adams. That's the second time I've seen her. But this time, she just looked very comfortable sitting in her fan duel seat. Uh-huh. I'm like, I get it. Okay. I understood then in that moment. I'm going to play for you what her conversation was with Legereus Sneed. What would you like to say as we wrap the show up here to Brett Veach? And I have a lot of love for your GM and what he's done building this dynasty. What would you like to say? Man, pay me. <laughs> pay me. Pay me. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Pay me. So that was the Jerry Sneed. That audio is courtesy of FanDuel with Kay Adams. This is what I would do if I'm Brett Veach. Uh-huh. I would franchise tag Legereus Sneed. 
It's $18 million. Mm-hmm. I think you have the best corner combination in the league, and you could argue the best secondary in the National Football League. Uh-huh. He's 27 years old. He yep. does not have an extensive injury history. Nope. That is not a deal that you feel bad about three years from now that you paid and you kept Legereus Sneed. I would franchise tag him. I understand what that means for Chris Jones, but he is about to be 30 years old, and his franchise tag is going to be $32 million, which if you franchise tag him, that makes him the second highest paid player in the league that doesn't play quarterback. Right. I don't think you can franchise tag him. I think you have to let him walk in free agency, and he goes to play for the Chicago Bears, and you thank him for everything he's done with the organization. That's how I would handle it if I was Brett Veach. Uh-huh. How would Nate Taylor handle it if you were Brett Veach? Now, what's interesting is with the franchise tag, that puts him, that put that would put Legere Sneed, um, in essence, in the top ten market for cornerbacks. Jair Alexander, who's also twenty seven, playing for the Green Bay Packers right now, he makes the most annual of twenty one million dollars per year. Uh, Denzel Ward makes twenty. Same for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Trayvon Diggs makes 19. So, like, obviously he's in that category. Even Legere, or excuse me, even Traverius Ward makes around 14 million. So, 18 is a good, you know, sort of halfway point of what the top of the market is, but also keeps you in line with, you know, your peers uh, in terms of capabilities and obviously um, what you've done so far in your career. What I think is interesting is could the Chiefs somehow – uh, and this has to work on both sides, but I wonder if there's a three-year deal that the Chiefs and LeJarius Sneed could agree on so that you don't have to use $18 million of the salary cap in full. That's one of the things and the lessons that the Chiefs learned when they franchise-tagged Orlando Brown, which was 16.6. You got to pay him that regardless of whatever else happens in free agency, the draft, and obviously what goes on in the regular season. Um, if you were to give LeJarius Sneed a three-year deal with the potential of it being two years of guaranteed spot on the roster, he could then go back to free agency at the age of 29, um, which would still put him in range, if he plays well and obviously stays healthy, to be still maintain his status in that like top eight, top ten of the market of his position. That's probably the easier thing for the Chiefs to do, Um and it's again, it's gonna have to come down to Legereus wanting to. Uh, when does he want to be eligible to go back to being a free agent, um, knowing that the franchise tag is the last sort of diabolical card that the Chiefs can play in their hand without you having any say whatsoever as to you know what your future could be beyond of next year. Um, when it comes to Chris Jones, the Chiefs realize that they can't franchise tag him even if they moved heaven and earth from a salary cap standpoint because then you would still have issues with not only just the free agency class of this year, understanding that they have to get better at the wide receiver position, but of course you can't even like convert a ton of Patrick Mahomes' money to cover the cost for Chris Jones if you were going to franchise tag him, again, with no guarantee that he would be on the roster past next season. So the franchise tag is something that you can negotiate down or negotiate up from, depending on your perspective, from a cornerback position because it's a more reasonable number. Um, But I do get the sense that Legereus wants to be here just past next season, right? Um, And maybe the Chiefs could use the franchise tag to give themselves more more time to negotiate with him uh, on a maybe three-year deal that's really a two-year deal. Um, But based on his age and where he is in his career – 
if you're Legereus Sneed, you're saying, okay, well, I want to be someone who's making around 19 million a year, but based on the way the contract is structured, it still gives some team, it still gives the team some cap space flexibility to some degree, but it at least ensures my place on the roster in 2024 and 2025. And then obviously, if things go a certain way, I can go back to free agency at 29. Um, which is a very pivotal number when you get to the market in the NFL. Once you're 30, you better be, like, one of the best. And so even for Jalen Ramsey, who's 30 right now, he will probably never make the contract that he is playing on right now with the Miami Dolphins, even though he is obviously talented and has a certain cachet in the league. With all that being said, Chris Jones has made it very clear, Carrington, that he wants to be with the Chiefs uh, throughout his career. He's never really swayed off of that. I know the holdout was a bit odd and contentious at times. Especially, I guess, I guess for me, and I understand everybody's contract is different. I feel like the Chiefs offered you a contract that would have allowed you the opportunity to do that last year. Now, maybe it wasn't everything that you wanted. Correct. But based on your reporting and everybody else reporting, they put a deal in front of you that yes. would have made you incredibly wealthy yes. and gave you the opportunity to stay in Kansas City long term, and you repeatedly said no to that deal. Mm-hmm. So now that you have the same leverage that you had before, you were an all pro, you just came off a Super Bowl, you had double digit sacks. Uh Are you now willing to take a 15% less, 20% discount? Because Snead is not taking a discount. Um, Not in the traditional sense, no. Uh, And this is a point that I want to make very clear. Based on all the context you just provided, Carrington, you are no longer negotiating with Andy Reid and you are no longer negotiating with Brevich. Chris Jones is negotiating with Clark Hunt. If Clark Hunt feels comfortable, you know, meeting you in the middle, then you'll remain a chief. If Clark Hunt says, no, I trust Brett Veach and his personnel staff in terms of drafting. I want us to, uh, you know, extend this dynasty as best we can with, uh, you know, maximizing the cap space of Patrick Mahomes' contract over the next five years and not necessarily um, putting too much eggs in this one basket for a potential three-peat in 2024, and if there's some animosity, hey, I just gave you what I thought was a really good deal last year, and I had to, you know, um, to some degree make some concessions to just get you to do your job, even though technically you were under contract. So I think the delicate balance of all this is usually your agent is the mediator between your employer and you, but now, in a weird way, I think Brad Peach and Andy Reid are going to have to be the mediator for Clark Hunt. Because Clark Hunt might say, I, I love Chris, but I got to pay him how much? Compared to, like, Aaron Donald or even Nick Bosa. And I'm sure there will be some discussion about, well, Chris Jones did play better in the Super Bowl than Nick Bosa. So, and he's just as impactful. Or he plays, he has the ability to play multiple positions and, you know, obviously mess up protection schemes in a way that Nick Bosa kind of can't or has not shown the ability to do. Um, but I do get the sense that, like, Brett Veach and Andy Reid are, are – are, they would love to retain Chris Jones. And Chris Jones, I honestly believe what he said on stage um, at the rally that, like, you know, he doesn't plan to go anywhere. But ultimately, the money is Clark Hunt's money, and he's going to have to be the one that says, I'm okay doing this. Uh, even if Chris's demands don't really change from what they were 10 months ago. Right now, we're joined in studio by Nate Taylor of The Athletic. Coming up on the other side, I want to give you some time to think about this. You have been with the Chiefs every single step of the way. 
from OTAs, mini camp, training camp, all the way up until watching them hoist the Lombardi Trophy. I wonder how you're going to remember this season. We'll get your answers to that question coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Kansas City is Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Nate Taylor is here. We'll get to the top stories of the day in Kansas City in just a bit. Nate Taylor, you have been at every media availability, every game, every practice. There is not a human being that follows the (laughs) team more closely than you do. That's a very safe thing to say. There Thank is not you. a person walking the face of the earth that covers the Chiefs better and more than you do. How are you going to remember this season? I was thinking about that over the break, and um, I don't want to be like a prisoner of the moment or how like the Super Bowl ended, but I do think I'll remember this season mostly for the defense, mostly for the idea that um, – the Chiefs somehow, and this is both a credit to, like, the players, the coaches, and obviously the front office, but, like, they have a quarterback on the longest contract in the sport, Harrington, which they gave him an extension, like, after the second week of the season. You might give him another one. <laughs> <laughs> so they gave their quarterback, like, an extension, right, uh, even though he had, like, technically a 10-year deal. Uh, obviously, they have a, a future Hall of Fame coach, um, future Hall of Fame tight end. All these things were sort of known. Um, and despite the offensive struggles, the and I wrote this in The Athletic, but the one consistent, the one constant in the experiment, all the variables, was the Chiefs' defense. Um, you know, even without their best player, they still held the Detroit Lions uh, to 21 points in the home opener. Then Chris Jones comes back, um, plays exceptional in the win over the – Jacksonville Jaguars and in a league that I know from a trend standpoint was an odd year statistically when you look back to like what the league has been over the last decade or so I mean somebody's gonna score 30 on you right somebody somebody's gonna have a really really good day and it just might be because you're injured or because you didn't practice well or hey they just maybe surprised you from a play calling scheme sort of, you know, formation matchup situation. Carrington, no one scored 30 on them. 
the San Francisco 49ers, who I thought had the best collection of skill position players this year, had five quarters, in, essentially. Couldn't score 30. So for Lamar Jackson being as great as he is, for Josh Allen having uber amounts of talent, I think I will remember this season because the Chiefs' defense never took a day off, never really had a bad day, and they were always motivated because they knew who was on the other side of the field for them, which was Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. And then you insert Isaiah Pacheco being consistent through much of the second half of the year, Rasheed Rice's development as a rookie receiver who was the only reliable receiver they had this season. Um, it's amazing that, uh, you know, no one scored 30 points on the Chiefs defense. And that is an immense credit to Justin Reed, Chris Jones, you know, Nick Bolton. Then you get all to the secondary players, Drew Tranquil, Mike Edwards, Brian Cook, LeJarrius Snead, Trent McDuffie. Then you go to the coaching staff of, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, Dave Merritt, Brendan Daly, Joe Cullen. I mean, they all they all basically had career years together. And that rarely happens in the NFL. And they'll not, I don't think they'll be remembered in the same way of like the 2013 Seahawks or the 2000 Ravens or the 90 or the 85 Bears. But they were they were the best defense all year. And they proved that there is still some validity to defense wins championships, even though the the league itself is always trending towards offensive innovations, offensive advantages, and the quarterback kind of having the last say on every down. I, I think at least for me, the lasting kind of impression this team has made is like I've made Kansas basketball analogies with them. Mm. This was when they fully did it. I don't know how. Like next season, I know it will happen. Somebody, and I might do it too. <laughs> we will overreact to the how poorly they played in a week seven game. Ooh, yes. Like you and I both know it. Yep. Like they're going to go out there and they're going to play – the Las Vegas Raiders, and they are going to sleep well. <laughs> like, I just know it. I know them. Or they the, are or the to, Denver Broncos or, like, and, the and Carolina Panthers. Or they're going to have a really bad stretch. I don't know how I can get on here and tell you, hey, man, this really – it doesn't matter. We have seen six years of data. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, you are the fool if you were going to fall for whatever they do in the regular season. Right. Like, I know it matters, and they're going to play a really important – it's going to be a Monday night football game against Buffalo, and it's going to be like, oh, this is for the AFC. No, No. it's not. (laughs) Because whatever version is for those first four months is not the version that we're going to see in January. Yeah. You have now fooled me too many times. No, I will not fall for it ever again. And and look, man, um, the Bills go all the way down the field. This is what I'll never forget. The Bills go – all the way down the field, Carrington. And you're like, okay, how much time is the offense going to get? Okay, are we getting ready for overtime? And then on two plays, Chris Jones is like, what if I just blow the entire play up and force Josh Allen to throw two incompletions? And everybody in the building was like, he missed? Like, it's the game's over? Like, the game's over. Tyler Bass missing a field goal. Relatively makeable, but he still missed it. It was very windy that day. But I'll just never forget that, like, oh, they're going to the AFC Championship game, and Patrick didn't even have to be a superhero in the fourth quarter. It's just because Chris Jones decided, okay, I'm done with this. Like, I'm just I'm going to be in Josh Allen's face 
two times. So I'm going to ask Josh Allen, can he make a, an amazing play with me breathing on him? And he and, couldn't. And he couldn't. Yeah. And then the next week, you and I both know, oh, they probably going to go to Baltimore and win. And how quickly that, that, that changes, right, from – all right, we want to see what it's like in that first row playoff game in Mahomes' career to, okay, they're going to the Super Bowl. No. Like in a matter of literally hours. And, like, it's cool. Baltimore's had a great season. But, like, there's a chance for a reason. And if you don't get on them early, you're not going to catch them late. Um, and so if they handled the best team in the league in their own stadium – then, yeah, I'm going to pick them to beat the 49ers, even though they are immensely talented. But they get two weeks to prepare. It's in Las Vegas, and, like, they got the better quarterback. And as I said a few minutes ago, they had the better pass rusher. They had the better corners. They had the better kicker. They had the better coach. They had the better tight end. Like, there was not very – there was even though the game was close, you can objectively say – the 49ers had very few advantages on any position side of the ball. And honestly, like Kyle Shanahan got got by Steve Spagnuolo a couple times to where it's like, how did you not see it coming? How did you not know he was going to blitz? How did you not prepare Block Purdy that, yes, he's going to blitz when the game's on the line um, and not have a better answer? So um, it's crazy how much it flips. But, yes, to your point, the regular season – kind of fun and giggles it doesn't matter and uh hope everybody hope everybody's healthy in early january when the actual season begins i think at least for me just on a person i know we're up against it rob i kind of had my man he really might be tom brady moment Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago like all the lebron jordan stuff really started back up when they were down 3-1 and he had that block against andre iguodala you were thinking yeah wow like that, that, that broke my like, heart like too, because that was a seventy-three and nineteen. I was like, <laughs> when, when LeBron did that, yes, I think people had that. Oh, he might, he might be Michael Jordan. Yes, I had that moment watching him. I've always had great respect for Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how you can't, but there's right. always been a gap for. Hey, Tom's different than everybody else. We saw twenty years of data. Mm. Those two drives at the end, how easy it was. At the end of it, I'm thinking, oh, he's Tom Brady. Like it's not even. It's not even close. Like, it's – I cannot stress enough how good Lamar Jackson is, guys. I cannot stress enough how talented Josh Allen is, even though he makes some yellow decisions. Um, there's no one as good in the NFC as Joe Burrow. No one. He better than all of them. He's better than all of them. And the crazy thing is he's more mentally advanced than even Tom Brady was six years into his career. He's more physically gifted than Joe Montana ever was in his career. And um, even when you're most experienced receiver, I cannot stress this enough, guys. I know we only got a few more minutes, but even when your most experienced receiver says, yes, I got a six-yard gain, what if I turned it into a four-yard loss? Cool. We won't even we won't, we won't even need fourth down. We won't even need fourth down. I'll just check it to Rasheed, and then I'll get him again on a crossing route for an easy first down, and you're just like – I mean, they could have stopped the game at that point. We They gave the 49ers. Here's four yards. Here's just four yards and a down, and it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to go down the field. So, yeah, he's, he's better than Tom Brady was in his sixth season. And, this, and the, and the <laughs> mind-boggling thing is he can only get better from here. He can't get worse, guys. He can uh, continue to get better up until around 
31, 33, somewhere in there. Which is a long time from now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> five long time years. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's 28. He's 28. He's better than everybody, and he has a chance to continue to get better. Stunning. With, with by the way, Carrington, when we ever talk, they might have better receivers. They might have solidified their offensive line. There's a whole free agency and draft. To, to put into place. I actually think at some point, like week eight, week nine, we are going to debate if next year's team is better than this year's team. And I think they will be like th- this year's team never made it look easy ever. At, at no, at no point this season, did they look and feel like a great team until they won the Super Bowl? right next year's team. I could easily see them starting off seven and two. It's like, Hey, this offense is humming. This offense is really good. It is just, it was a very wild turn of event. That is Nate Taylor from The Athletic joining us in studio to recap the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Nate, it was good to talk actual football with somebody, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. It was a great season, my friends. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get back to the top stories of the day in Kansas City. Keep it right here. It's the drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 